Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and every Monday night we get together and we tackle something financial, whether it's a, a concept or a problem or a confusion, which is a lot of the case uh, where people have heard something or they've heard a term and they just aren't 100% sure what it means or uh, even all the acronyms that get used in this industry. Uh, we've even done a whole show on acronyms, which uh, help to break down a little bit more understanding of what what is actually being talked about and I always say that you can understand your own stuff like that there's no question whether you have a, a finance background a math background or you even have an interest in finance or math you can understand your own stuff because it's really uh, there's a lot of numbers involved in finance that's for sure but um, the reality of it is you have the opportunity to understand everything about your own uh, investments, your own banking, your own mortgage, your own education for your kids, your own retirement, uh, whatever the case may be. And while there is math and numbers in it, uh, a lot of it isn't the math and numbers that you're doing uh, yourself. And and either you're if you're working with a professional uh, or you're just working with a, a good friend or family member who's good at it, they're probably the ones that are, are working through that part for you and they're helping you understand where you're at and what you're doing. Uh, but I always tell people there, whether you're doing it yourself or you're working with somebody else, you definitely can understand it and you should understand it because nobody cares more than you do about your money. And I think that's an important thing for all of us to understand that what we see on TV and uh, all these uh, reality TV shows and, and anything reported like that, that is not what we're normally working with with every single day. So we don't need to balance uh, all our houses all around the world and multiple cars and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we just need to take a look at our own stuff. And that's what we do here on Financially Speaking. And, and I tell people all the time, if there's a topic that we haven't covered, let me know because I'll do it. Um, if, it's, uh, if it's something that has you confused or, or you just need a little support on understanding something, let me know. And we'll do a show on it, either a whole show, if it's uh, a topic that that uh, you want all the information, we can go through all the information on and do research for, or if it's just a, a, a short question topic that might just be the first, maybe a segment of the show, we can do that too. So don't be afraid to write in or join us in the chat room and share that with us. And if you are not able to uh, join us live on Monday nights, that's okay, because we're in over 250 uh, areas that you can find us. And if you are able to download on a smartphone, which most of us are nowadays, then you can download the app, which is absolutely free, the Inspired Choices Network app. I, I recommend highly that you go even on break, just download it. It takes no time at all to do it. It's available for Androids. It's available for iPhones. So you'll have no problem accessing it. And you can join in the chat the chat rooms live on the app for any of the shows and you can also listen to any replays or find any of your hosts or shows that you're looking to find 
And speaking of the hosts here, uh, we have a pretty fantastic group of, of uh, hosts that are on our network and they're experts in their field. And I highly recommend you reach out to them if uh, any of their shows to listen to them in replay or live. And if you wanna reach out to them personally to, to work with them or talk to them, they're also very approachable. And the entire network premise is to make it a holistic experience for people to really live their best and happiest life. And by doing that, there's a financial part and I contribute to that a little bit. There is a part about your, your mental health, your physical health, uh, your family health, uh, health for you know, extended family, kids, parents, and so forth. So all those topics are covered, work topics, questions on you know, business, if you need coaching, um, any lifestyle coaching, uh, there's a host for that. And if we're missing something, which is possible, it happens from time to time where people keep saying, why don't you have such and such? That might be your area of expertise. And I would encourage you to reach out to Christine, our network president and owner, as well as the host of the Inspired Choices Network show. And she would be happy to talk to you about opportunities to be a host. And don't let that scare you because it scared me when she talked to me a few years ago. Because remember, I, I do math and not normally out front uh, in the front of the scene. And uh, talking to Christine, uh, it's she's super easy to talk to. And she's very, very supportive. And she would not just throw you like a baby bird under the tree and hope you fly. She's with you every step of the way to help you on your show to make sure that it's successful and any questions you have, she's there for you. And she'll even come on your show to help you co-host it for the first few if you need her. But don't tell her I told you that, but she will do that for you. She's very accommodating. Um, so reach out to Christine. She is definitely the person to talk to, the CEO of uh, ICN, and she is the host of the Inspired Choices Network. So, or the Inspired Choices Show. See, it's our network is ICN. The Inspired Choices Show is the name of her show on the network. So reach out to Christine. And tonight, uh, like some nights, we have guests and some nights we have topics that people have written into. Um, the idea came up not so long ago that uh, with it, we have International Women's Day every year in March. Uh, March the 8th is the date this year, uh, if, I am, if I'm right. And we thought this year on our show, what we'll do is we'll feature women in business um, on, on our show each week, right up until International Women's Day, because uh, I think it's important that we highlight a lot of different successes for people at various levels, um, specifically in this uh, odd time in the world where it's very unique and very special. And uh, it's it's been something the last few years where there's no person untouched by the way the world has changed. Uh, whether it's in a good way, because there are, are good things that have happened in the last two years. It's not all bad. Um, there's for sure bad things that have happened in the last two years. And some people have been hurt financially. They've been hurt emotionally in the last couple of years. Um, there's other people that have actually done well financially in the last couple of years. So I think it's important that we always highlight the um, opportunities and experiences that people have had or, or that they haven't had. And in this case, we've got a few weeks where we're highlighting uh, various women and their stories uh, in business, whether it's a success story or whether it's a story that they are sharing that they've overcome obstacles and uh, or are in the process of overcoming obstacles. And tonight we have um, 
a very, very special guest, and she's all the way out on the west coast of Canada. Uh, for those of you who are in Canada, she is a few provinces over from where I am in Ontario, and uh, she is our, I'm going to say our highlight for family business, because uh, for those of you that have heard the show, you know that I come from a family business background, and uh, I still support the family business in, in different uh in different ways uh, from working with it and working with family members. And when we talk about business, I, I tell people that there's business and then there's family business. And while there's business in both of them, having family involved in business always adds a different dimension to the way that um, the way that it works. And I know Jennifer Brown, she's uh, joining us online and she's probably heard that and maybe laughed a little bit because we've had conversations about how different it is with business and family business. But I want to I want to introduce to you uh, Jennifer Brown. She grew up on a construction on construction sites in her father, Keith's millwright shop. He taught her about building materials, individual trades and most importantly, how to coordinate them all, uh, which is no small task. <laughs> Uh, that led her to follow in his footsteps and make design and construction her career. Uh, Jennifer has an extensive background in design, art, and business. She also earned her lead professional credentials, which we're going to ask her about. Uh, this advanced knowledge in green building means she can design healthy, durable homes and commercial spaces that use fewer resources and produce less waste. Her passion for color, balance, and functional design is evident in all her projects and in her hobbies. On the weekends, Jennifer can be found uh, often in the middle of a home renovation uh, or painting a landscape in acrylics. So I want to welcome to the show, Jen Brown. Hi, Jen. Hello, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you. You, um, you have actually so many, and I hate to say it because you know I don't like to put people in boxes, but you have so many check, box, uh, check marks that you can check off you know, being a woman in a very male dominated industry, working in a family business, uh, being a woman in business. <laughs> um, you've got so many uh, different hats that you wear. And, and they're, they're kind of unique hats in, in my mind, because uh, it's you and I've talked before, and we'll talk about how you got involved in the business. Um, we'll talk about uh, you know, I definitely will talk about lead and what that means, because that's a very special accreditation that you have. Um, and maybe we'll even share a little bit about what a great artist you are, because I know we didn't highlight that. And, and I don't know how much you uh, promote that or, or even share that. But I know you're also a fantastic artist. So uh, maybe we'll start with just letting you share a little bit about um, what you do and how long you've been doing that. And, and, how, and I know you got started by uh, working with your dad and how that evolved into you really running, really running the company. Sure, I, uh, you know, you, you started it best. I always said that I grew up in the shop in the sawdust, playing in sawdust was my, was my fun toys. Um, we were always going to job sites and, you know, even from a young age, I'm, I'm anally organized. So I could really see some pitfalls on the job site. I could see that it was difficult for the the information need to be communicate, communicated to the contractors. You know, there was clients involved that needed to make decisions. There oftentimes was a designer involved that was helping to navigate some of those design decisions. And um, at the end of the day, everybody was wanting to have the end result be great for the client. 
But, um, you know, there were some challenges along the way. And so I think in seeing that over my years, when I decided to go to school, I wanted to pursue a career in interior design. And I really wanted to be able to put some more processes and some systems in place to really help all those different components, help the client, help the designer, help the contractor really make the project run smoothly and at the end of the day be be something that the client was super thrilled about. That's awesome. And when did you, or was there a moment, and I've actually had this asked of me before, so I, I'm curious what you think. Um, was there a moment in your life where you're like, I'm going to go into the family business. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the summer between grade nine and grade 10, my dad and I were uh, traveling Europe. We were spending a month together because I, he was always working. So it was a great opportunity for us to be together. And um, I think that just having that time together was was really important for me. I really cherish those moments. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if if I could work with him and, uh, you know, we could be together every day and growing a business and helping people along the way. Absolutely. And, uh, and we're going to take our, our, we're coming up to the first break of the night, but when we come back, um, you'll be able to uh, answer more about the family business, like uh, growing from that experience with your dad and deciding I'm going to go into the family business and just sharing on how very easy it is to work in the family business. And it's always so smooth and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's, it's never ever interfering with holidays. And uh, there might be a tiny bit of sarcasm in there for me. <laughs> right. So right. when, uh, when we come back, we'll take our first break and when we come back, we'll, we'll talk more to Jen about the family business and uh, being involved in it and how it's evolved for her and how her role has evolved um, from coming in to uh, really running the, the company and uh, what happens when you're in the business with, you know, different staff and different people that you're dealing with. And, and I know from experience too, that being the boss's daughter is always a title that never really sits great, but it's one that you have to wear. So we'll talk to Jen about that too. Uh, you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and tonight we have a special guest, Jennifer Brown, and she will be with us for the whole show. So feel free to send in questions, um, and we'll talk to her more about business and, and family and family business. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? 
Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and our very special guest tonight is Jennifer Brown from DECA Design, and we're talking to her about business and family business. And just before we went to the break, she shared how she got into the family business. And uh, I asked her maybe after the break, we can expand on how her her growth in the business actually uh, progressed. And uh, I jokingly, and I know it's it's a joke, it's nothing's ever smooth, but I know family business is really never smooth. So uh, Jen, how, how did you uh, transition into the business and then move yourself up into the business and, and deal with still being a family member? Yeah, that's a good question because you you said about being the boss's daughter, and obviously, you know, when you when you start at that one, everyone is looking to see if you're going to fail or see how difficult you're going to make things. I think that uh, I think there was a, a large transition period there when when I did come on board, um, but I you know I think that over time they really came to see that that my skills were were important and that they valued them. They they made for the job to run smoother. Um, they made less questions and less challenges for the individual people involved in the job. So I think over time they really, you know, they really they really grew to appreciate why I was there. And and lots of times they still joke, well, you know, we'll we'll go with what Jennifer says before what Keith says. But uh, you know, it's my dad always told me when I started that that people would always look up to him because he had the gray hair and the gray hair made experience. So I like to joke, I have gray hair now and I've, I've earned all of it and I've got lots of experience. So I think that I really do contribute great value to a project. Absolutely. Uh, and did you find that you had to work twice as hard just to prove that <clears throat> you could do the job, even though you already knew you could do the job, but you had to prove it a little bit more, even maybe even a little bit to your parents, because sometimes uh, I know that's sometimes something that runs through your head when you're in the family business. A hundred percent. I think that you, I think you, you do work twice as hard, like you say. And I think that, you know, you're, you're hesitant to rock the boat too much because you don't want to have an argument at work because then it might not be friendly around the dinner table later, or, you know, makes holiday gatherings a little more challenging. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, now, did you guys develop any uh, parameters around, and I know uh, there's lots of different family businesses I've talked to, and some of them have, uh, and actually I think you and I have even had this conversation, but uh, some of the businesses, uh, the families have had a rule that when they're outside of the business, when somebody gets talking too much, there's a, 
an object that they uh, either hold up or there's a, I know one family, there was a, a light that they turn off and on in the, in the living room or whatever. If, if someone's talking too much, they'll go over and turn the light off. Um, did you guys set anything like that when uh, you started working together or even after you started working together a little bit? I think I think that uh, that's just 2020 vision. That probably would have been an amazing idea. I don't think there were a lot of boundaries when we started. I I think it was uh, very intermixed. I think that over the years we have tried to establish more of those boundaries. I think that that allows us to be to be um, colleagues and working together on the team when we're at the office, and then it does allow us to move back into a father-daughter role, which you know, is, is very important and should be very separated from the family business. But that's definitely, that's definitely something that's taken quite a few years, I think, to, to kind of iron out and, and, and a work in progress. I think that we work at that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, now that you've been in the business for, for quite, a while, quite a while, you had uh, not just the family part of it, but you're in a pretty um, uh, male-dominated industry still. And I mean, for sure, back when you started, but even still like construction and, and, and design and the commercial space that you're in, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like you're, you're, you're pretty, uh, you're, you're in a pretty specialized industry that's male dominated as well. How has that worked out for you as far as uh, dealing with the different kind of uh, personalities that you get in, you know, engineering and planners and all that kind of uh, sector? I think it's just like we talked about and just, you know, when you're first in the business, you're having to, to prove prove your strength, uh, prove your skills and, and prove how valuable that you can be to a project. I, I think in a, in a male world, um, you know, I, I, we organize our business differently. We attend site meetings. We want to be present throughout the construction process of our projects. We, we want to be seen. And uh, we want to contribute to the project because I think that that makes a project successful at the end of the day. So I think that even though it is still a male-dominated industry, I, I think that, that people do respect what we do contribute. And um, I think that, you know, that is why most of our business now comes from referrals because they can see that, that we do add value. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that for sure. Um, and, and it's, it's, I don't think it's tough because I don't think people really realize that aren't in it, how much extra work that you do and, uh, and really how much more effort you put in, uh, when you are a woman in a predominantly male industry. And it's, it's just what it is. Like, I'm not making anything of it. it it's the reality of life that you go into this, you know, several years ago, and you probably were in the same situation I was where <clears throat> you, you, knew, you had to know more than everybody else, and you had to know it sooner, and you had to be there, you know, maybe earlier than everybody else, and in terms of earlier to the, the decisions and the jobs and getting stuff done and, and more organized, uh, because the expectation was higher for you, because you were sort of the, uh, you know, what I remember from when we were on Sesame Street, one of these things doesn't belong. So you had to work twice as hard to make it look and, and make them accept that you do belong there. Um, did you did you find that <clears throat> that happened to you at any time, especially in the early years? 
Yeah, just being on top of the projects, I think, is a is a really good thing that you you alluded to there. You know, you're you're looking to make sure that you've captured the the ideas, you've communicated well with the client. You are transferring those ideas now to the contractor. Uh, when the contractor does have questions, you know, you are able to answer them and answer them in a timely manner, answer them in an educated manner, and also just answer them as to how it's going to best serve the whole of the project um, because I think that you know oftentimes I'm the keeper of the vision of the project and so when when a question comes on site or we're unsure of a decision you know I do feel like I can make an educated decision because I I know how that decision will affect the end of the project yeah for sure um, what is there something that you wish you had known when you first started your career that you didn't know that um, might have <clears throat> might have changed anything for you in terms of the direction you went. I think I've always been a, a I'm a lifelong learner. Um, I'm always learning new things. I I think that in the early years you learn or you read a book or you take a class because you're trying to save money, and um, I think that I I probably you know in looking back on it, probably would have preferred to have reached out to the professionals or hired some people along the way that maybe that was their field of expertise while I knew it wasn't mine. I think that that probably would have developed the business faster um, and it provided more growth opportunities along the way. For sure. <clears throat> um, and and I, I know you're a big reader and, and that, and they always say, when you read different things about people who are successful, that they had a lot of failures along the way to help them prepare or, or get them ready for the successes that they've had. And, and they learn more about the failures than they had the successes. Did you have any failures in that, not necessarily, you know, huge financial failures, but did you have anything where you thought, ah, that, that was a fail, that didn't work, that helped you really prepare and, and change your course of action for what you do down the road? Yeah, I, I, I've always believed that it's never a failure. It's just a, a an opportunity to learn something. Um, you know, we we experience challenge every day at work. There's a fire. There's a, there's there's an emergency that needs a solution. Or you know, you get to the job site and there's there's a mechanical shaft in the way or things like that. So I I think you're. I think you're always wanting to be flexible, and I think that you don't want to don't want to get too stuck on one idea. I think that you need to be open to other possibilities. You have to think quick on your feet. Um, you know, lots of failures where maybe you've, you've ordered a, an incorrect pro product or it's come in in the wrong color or, you know, that product is now no longer going to be, be able to be used on a job. So, so I think you learn in your pocketbook, but also you just learn that, you know, you want to ask more questions and dot the I's and cross the T's next time, I guess. But flexibility is probably biggest, life's biggest lesson when it comes to the job sites. To, to roll with it, to you know, take, take an obstacle and work with it, and at the end of the day, sometimes the solution is even better than maybe what you had originally planned. Oh, right, very good, yeah. Um, flexibility, I think you're, I agree completely. That's sort of the, the key to a lot of uh, what we do in business in general is uh, having the flexibility to to change directions or improvise when 
there's a, you know, color problem or equipment problem. Uh, that's for sure. Um, have, what would you say have been some of your best resources then along the way? Is there any particular people that you um, were able to connect with and um, that were able to guide you or offer support? Like, or is there certain resources that, that you really found helpful and, and uh, really committed to using those and that changed a lot of things for you? Um, what, what have you found along the way? And I know as, uh, and I know you're a big learner and, uh, and, and you're one of the learners that, that I know isn't one of these uh, people that just reads and takes a course and doesn't do anything with it. You actually apply it and, and work with it and transition where needed to. So I'm just wondering if you found anything throughout the years that, you, that really stand out in your mind as being a big pivotal improvement or, or a moment that you found and was like an aha moment. Yeah, um, resources. I guess for me, people are my first resource. You know, uh, my dad has amazing years of experience that, you know, I, I definitely rely on his experience as a great resource. I think my team, I have an amazing team at DECA, and so, you know, I'm constantly stretching them and asking them new things, and they are amazing resources. Um, I have a, a two-hour round-trip commute to get to and from work, so audio books are probably my next massive resource. I, um, I love listening to books. I feel like if I can listen to a book and come away with one nugget that I can implement and make some changes in either my personal life and, or my business life, that that's been a great success. Um, I've had business coaches along the way. I think that when I've reached reached barriers or something that I wanted to know more of, I haven't been afraid to ask for help. Um, and probably in the last couple of years, we, we have implemented within the office the traction from Gina Wickman. Um, so I just love the EOS system and we've definitely, we've definitely dove in headfirst into that system and I think that the team has seen great value in that as well. I think that that makes us makes us analyze decisions or deal with issues better. And uh, I can see that in the last, we've been implementing it for five years now. Um, you know, I can really see that that has, has scaled us well. And it has also provided us some good flexibility. It's made us more resilient during, you know, these, these past couple years where there's been some challenging business times. Yeah, for sure there has. Um, so we're actually up to our second break of the night, believe it or not. Uh, we'll take our second break. When we come back, we're going to talk to, we're going to ask Jen about uh, any myths or, um, uh, you know, incorrect information in her field and profession that <clears throat> she can debunk for us. So, so we'll do a little bit of a myth buster uh, with Jen in uh, the construction and design industry about what people, uh, what they perceive it to be and what it really is. Um, we'll also ask her how the last couple of years have impacted her business and uh, we'll try and sneak in what the future holds. Is there another generation that's going to be coming on in the family business? So we'll talk to Jen. She's here all night with us and we're going to talk to her about the design and the construction business as well as the family business and uh, how that all will be played out in the future. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and our special guest is Jennifer Brown from Deca Design. We'll be right back.
Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we've got our special guest tonight, Jennifer Brown from DECA Design. And we were talking about business in the construction and the design industries, as well as the uh, uh, opportunities that family businesses and sometimes the challenges that family businesses face when they work together as family and in business. Uh, but before we went to the break, uh, I said, we're gonna ask some questions of Jen that is about myths in the industries of construction and design, as well as, uh, you know, what has the last two years done in that industry? Uh, because she's building physical structures, of course, and uh, maybe where are we going with another generation in the family, if, if we are? So Jen, what's, uh, what's your thoughts on any myths and, and so forth like that in the industries that you work in? I think that from a from a design perspective, you know, oftentimes people perceive design to be costly or or time consuming. Um, I think over the years we've really tried to educate our clients on the fact that, you know, we call it RODI, kind of tying into your financial there, but it's a return on design investment because design really is an investment. It can return you not only 
time. It can return you money. Um, it can, you know, help people live live a better life. It's Design is more than just the paint color that you choose on your wall or what pillow you have in your living room. You know, it, it affects all areas of our life, and sometimes we don't stop to really acknowledge how maybe we could make some improvements. I often refer to them as barriers in, in our built environment. You know, maybe you've got... Um, Maybe you're a family of five and you've got three boys in hockey, and every time you come home you, you trip over the hockey bags because, you know, the mudroom just can't accommodate for all the extra gear or, or you don't have space in there. You know, that in itself is just a, a design, a challenge that can be solved with good design. Or, you know, your office. Maybe you don't have efficiencies in your office. Maybe you're walking a long ways to the photocopier, or you don't have collaborative areas where you can really sit and collaborate with your fellow team members. I mean, oftentimes design is just assessing what we have, making simple changes, and, and those changes will create some real significant improvements. Absolutely. And uh, and I think you're right, because uh, a lot of times, and there's more to design, I think, uh, and obviously you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think there's a lot more to design than people realize about it's not just about picking colors and 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 fabric it's uh, a whole system of if i like to think it's a whole system of efficiency and um what you do is not just you know you should paint this wall this color and put this color carpet with it or this color flooring with it whatever the case is uh, you do a whole approach to the project don't you Definitely. I mean, we, we want whatever the end result of that design to be to, to reflect your lifestyle or to reflect how you want to run your business or, you know, how your business can be more successful. We like to do a really detailed, in-depth questionnaire when, when we first meet a client. You know, what, what are the current challenges that you're experiencing? Um, what do you really like about your house or what really works well in your office um, before before we start to really get into the nitty-gritty of how can we make improvements. You know, oftentimes they're, they're simple things. Maybe the desk is not ergonomic and, you know, at the end of the day you, you have a backache. Or maybe you love to cook and, you know, your kitchen just doesn't have enough counter space. You know, oftentimes those are things that, that can just make our lives so much better. And, and really... And they're just they're simple changes, modifications, or yes, sometimes it is just paint a color on a wall. But even just how that color makes you feel is going to enhance your life, help you live your best life. Absolutely. And and I will come back to asking you about what the impact's been on the last couple of years and, and the next generation plans. But I think this is a great time to share with our listeners uh, how they would be able to ask you questions or uh, what website to reach out to see some of your work uh, with the company. Um, if you can share with us a, a great resource for getting a hold of you and where to reach out. Sure, our website is uh, DECA, D-E-C-C-A hyphen design.com. And we've got uh, a great portfolio and gallery filled with lots of great photos of our projects and some showcases that will really walk you through a little bit more of our process and how we really identify the challenges of your of your site or your space and then how we use good design to overcome those and there's a contact form where I you know I'd love to connect and see how I can help you can and um, go to the connect page and put in your information 
and and they actually do connect with with you and your team personally. It's uh, Jen's very hands on and uh, very involved in the business. So uh, it's a it's a it's a beautiful um, company that uh, has been growing and and uh, has you know a lot of staff and and growing that way as well. But uh, Jen's very hands on with all the projects. I know that. So anyone out there that wants to get a hold of uh, Jen and um, the Deca Design team. Uh, it's a huge opportunity to be able to uh, talk to them and get some input from them and uh, see what you can do to work with them because they are a phenomenal, phenomenal team. So uh, thanks, Jen. We'll, uh, we'll make sure that we have that in our chat room for you. I know you can't see the chat room, but uh, we'll make sure that it's in there for people. Um, so what, what has happened? Uh, the last couple of years has been very strange around the world in terms of how we operate, how we interact with each other, um, uh, where, <laughs> and not just how in terms of uh, conversation, but how in terms of, you know, face-to-face -face and uh, technology, because we're not, uh, we're not in that face-to-face -face zone uh, right now, but uh, soon, <laughs> I hope. Um, how has that changed your business and the way that you do things? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I I think just at the at the onset, I think that you know we really we really connected as a team to how we could serve our clients and you know how we could weather the storm. I don't think anybody thought it was going to be a, a two year storm. Um, so I think that's probably what we did first is just some reflection of of who we are and what other services could we provide. The phone call starting started to come in quite quickly because I think that a lot of people, while our home is our sanctuary, you know, we've, we've spent more time in our homes than ever before. And so I think that that was an opportunity to reflect on what you liked or didn't like, or in some cases had to set up your home office in the middle of the dining room or maybe a corner of your bedroom. Um, so, you know, there was definitely some design challenges that came about when we, when we initially moved home. Um, then that also transitioned for, for some people that were moving back to the office or, or workspaces. How were they being used? Did there need to be an integration of more technology to have more virtual meetings or now to engage with people's clients in, a, in an online type of a fashion? Um, you know, there's many office spaces that, that are quite vacant because they haven't had a lot of occupants for a couple of years. And so there's been a lot of talk as to how can we prepare those environments for when the people do come back and how comfortable are those people going to be after, you know, spending a significant amount of time at home. Um, what is the office space going to look like and how can we make it collaborative while still safe and, you know, how can we get people energized and actually excited to return back to the, back to the workplace? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and these are a lot of things that uh, for most of us, uh, myself included, uh, I've, I'm, I'm in the same office. I've been in the same office for the last two years. Uh, and I've been able to work in my office for the last two years coming every day to work. And the way our, we're, late, we're lucky because uh, frankly, we moved to our new office in January. And then in March, of course, everything got shut down. So um, we were lucky. And these are things that, that uh, people like me might not think of because uh, we were already set up in a way by, by sheer luck that we were able to continue working in our office. But uh, all the stuff that, that you've talked about, uh, a lot of people, you know, it, 
it hasn't crossed their mind. And um, that's so true. There's so much empty office space right now. And, and there's a lot of, a uh, lot of businesses that are deciding, you know, how are they going to use this space? Because just because we're going to be opening back up whenever that happens, um, it doesn't mean that everything goes back to the way it was. There's still lots of transitioning for people who've been at work um, at through the last two years, but at their house, at their home office. And there's a lot of people that want to continue working at their home office. So I think that you're going to see a lot of um, a lot of people looking at the way their their layout is in their office and the design and the usage and and how social distancing is, is going to become a, a thing of uh, everyday conversation versus, uh, well, that was for two years and now we're back to normal. I don't think that's going to just flip a switch and we go back to what it was pre uh, 2020. Um, so I think there is a lot of opportunity that you're going to, that people are going to be starting now to look at and say, wow, how do we design this better and, uh, more efficiently? So, yeah, I think that's great insight. Thank you for sharing. Um, what's, um, we're up to our last minute before the, the break. So maybe what we'll do is I'll, I'll take our break and then we come back. I'll ask, we'll ask Jen, you know, what are you in a family business? Because all businesses are meant to be going concerns, they carry on. Um, but in a family business, it's not the same as a succession business in a non-family business. Uh, succession is always a little bit uh, harder of a topic in some cases. Um, I find it's either extreme ends, it's very rarely in the middle. It's either very, very easy and the conversation goes smoothly, or it's extremely difficult and the conversation is hard to get started So when it's family business. So we'll ask Jen when we come back um, what you know, family business looks like if there's another generation coming in, or maybe it's just too soon to tell. But uh, we'll take our last break of the night and we'll come back and, and have our conversation about construction, design, family business with our special guest, Jennifer Brown. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Inspired Choices Network. Um, this is Financially Speaking, and I'm your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and our guest tonight has been Jennifer Brown from DECA Design. And uh, we just have last few minutes with, with Jen and and. Uh, wondering, Jen, is there uh, any conversation or uh, planning that has maybe started or just uh, um, just the conversation started uh, about uh, 
what the succession looks like. Is there another generation that might be coming in to the, the construction and design business? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Succession isn't uh, that isn't an easy topic uh, around the uh, around the office for sure. You know, my dad is yeah. looking to slow down, but but he loves work. He he loves being con creative and he loves contributing. Um, my son has always, I guess, supported the business in his own way. You know, participating on the job sites or participating during the summer and on his breaks, but. I think that he sees a lot of work and he just, you know, he sees the different dynamics of a family business. And I, I think that I will probably see him pursuing, pursuing other avenues other than the family business. But at the end of the day, I, I want him to find something that he loves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for sure. And, and there's still so many years ahead anyway, but uh, I, I know, uh, I know with, with my work and, um, and, and, it's no secret that our family business was uh, basically the worst plan for succession <laughs> that was out there. And uh, it took many years and uh, many tears to come around and start doing it. So um, hopefully yours will go a lot smoother, <laughs> but uh, I can learn uh, there's from still... you. There's lessons. Yeah, that's right. I'll tell you, I'll tell you all the things not to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, the good news is there's, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> So that's always the good news. Um, no matter, even through a pandemic, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. So uh, that's great. Um, so Jen, thank you so much for joining us. I'm, I'm wondering, what have I missed asking you that I should have asked you or anything at all that you want to share that we haven't talked about that uh, I think would be great for us to talk about? We do still have uh, a bunch of time left, you know, uh, probably six minutes left. So we've got the opportunity to talk about anything that, that I've missed. Um, so don't be shy and, and share whatever it is that you think that, uh, I'm, I'm okay that I know I miss stuff, but, uh, uh, let me know what, what your thoughts are. Well, I, I think you started the, the show by just saying that there's business and then there's family business. And, you know, I don't think that it is for everyone and, and it definitely has its challenging days, but, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it is very rewarding. I, um, I know that my dad always has my back. He's there to support me. And, you know, while he might not always agree with the, the more current or the modern ideas, he, um, he definitely has always been supportive. And, you know, that isn't something that's true in, in every business. So don't, don't rule out family businesses entirely. Maybe just approach it with, you know, some better, some better rules of engagement as, as you start to think about a family business if somebody is out there thinking that that might be a right path for them. And, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about boundaries and we've talked to uh, time to review and, you know, setting some, some frequent times to really check in with each other and how is it going and is it still a, a positive experience for, for all family members involved? Because I think that that actually at the end of the day makes for a healthier family, but also for a healthier business. Yeah, I, I think you absolutely nailed it right there. Um, and the family business, uh, as, as it's funny, you know, even the worst challenges that you go through or, or arguments you might have with a family member, um, there's always the fact that you're family. And at some point, sometimes it takes longer than uh, others, but that always kicks in as a reminder for everybody that, you know, first we're family and, and then we have a, a business. And, and, and I think actually all the big businesses that, that people talk about, they forget that they all started as family businesses. 
or some kind of small business. Like we can even take Jeff Bezos, him, he started, he may have started himself in his basement, but his wife was very supportive and very part of the early years to help him grow the business. And uh, that to me is a very clear family business support. Um, and she might not have always been in the business, but she certainly was part of helping him with the business and uh, getting it going. And, and he's grown it to be something uh, spectacular, quite frankly, uh, whether you like it or not, it's a pretty impressive business. Um, so I look at, you know, stuff like Amazon and that, and I think even Walmart, you know, the, the Walton started that business as a family and I'm, I'm sure they've all had, uh, the same challenges and the same arguments and the same successes and excitements and celebrations and, uh, and they've moved on and, and grown it to be a, a very successful business as well. So I think you're right on uh, as much as family business can be challenging, it can be super rewarding. And, uh, and I think that that's great advice to keep it in mind for people. Um, but I also think you're a hundred percent right where people need to establish the boundaries so that um, you don't, you're not sitting around the Christmas dinner table uh, still talking about that client or that issue or those backlog of parts or whatever the case might be. So uh, I think that's also super good advice. Um, and, I, and I really, really appreciate you uh, joining us and coming on the show and sharing all your expertise and insight. There's about one minute left um, for the show uh, before we are officially wrapped up for the night. Uh, is there any, any last words that you'd like to share, Jen? Well, just thanks for having me, and um, you know, thanks for allowing me to to share my gift. I I love design. I love helping people in their spaces, and so it's just been a real a real treat to be able to talk with you and to share the fact that I am a family business. Absolutely, uh, I I'm grateful that you came on the show. You're welcome anytime. That's for sure. And to all the listeners out there, uh, Deca Design. It's uh, D E C C A dash design d-e-s-i-n dot com decadesign.com and uh, Jen is not just uh, geographically uh, specific she is actually available and does a lot of consultation in various parts of the country and, and parts of the world so please reach out to her um, you have been listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network and we're going to continue uh, for the next three or four weeks. I, I forget what the calendar looks like now, but right up until International Women's Day, and we're going to highlight some pretty spectacular women and their stories and how to Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.